Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Spadrosian throws to Sandberg and the pitch is grounded to second base. Thompson has it, throws to first, it's over! 27 years of waiting have come to an end! The Giants have won the pennant! We're back with Thompson to Clark, Brad Evans, and myself here on this Tuesday evening. We're one day later because of the holiday. Uh, but Brad, how's it going? It's uh snowy again in the mountains. Uh, gonna have a lot of shoveling to do tomorrow. Driving to work is going to be fun. That's <laughs> kind of how it's been this winter. Like, I swear it's every week. There's like a couple days every week where it's just hitting, and this is supposed to go on for like a week now. So, yikes! Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the weather in the, the weather in the Bay Area is just lots and lots of wind but not looking like what's outside of your window there. <laughs> Do you guys lose power when it gets windy down there? My lights flickered twice today. Oh, I was no. a little worried, especially because yeah. it was only a couple hours ago, and I'm like, nope, can't oh, have no. that. That <laughs> oh, can't <no>. happen. <laughs> yeah, we get hit with uh, anytime it gets windy or snowy like this, um, little pockets of, of Washoe County, of the valley just kind of, Boom, black. And then they go, oh, we'll, we'll be back up in about four or five hours. But when it's cold like this, you don't want to lose heat, man. You don't want to no lose way. anything. So, no way. Yeah, yeah. it's brutal. <laughs> uh, okay, so we mentioned the Discord last week, and I put out a post on our Twitter at uh, BSPN Shows, and it is linked. It is pinned. You can uh, join the Discord. The link, the invite link is there. And uh, we also have another announcement, which is, and for, and for the people watching, we'll, we'll do a little, we'll do a little visual here. Uh, we created a website for uh, for our podcast network, and uh, let's just uh, let me let me just pop it up here. And see if everyone can see this. Brad, you can see that. I can see that. Yeah. All right. So this is our website, uh, bspnmedia.com, and you can actually, you know what we're going to do? There we go. Uh, you know, uh, And you can actually um, listen to all of our shows here. Uh, you can also see a lot of the YouTube content that gets uh, posted here uh, in, in the post. Um, and also you can, you can uh, check out 
some stuff, some information about us. You can check out a lot of where our socials are. Uh, you can basically click on whatever uh, podcast app that you use. We are ready to go there through this follow button. So, yeah, just, you know, all kinds of stuff you can do at this website. We are, um, you know, we're, we're a work in progress is how I like to say it. Uh, we have videos of the YouTube feed and stuff just already in there. You can even write reviews. You can even leave your contact information if you want. We may, in the future, like to uh, reach out to people in, in, and ask for feedback. So the website is there for you. It is there also for Google to index us, and, and maybe we can find some more people. Um, but, yeah, so check it out, uh, bspnmedia.com. I'm I'm gonna play with it a bit more. There there's things that I'm still learning about this software that we're using. So uh, it is uh, it is fun, and you can also see the about page and nice little write up about, about the network, about the hosts here. You can see Brad. Couple, couple of handsome gentlemen right there. Jeez, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. So yeah, that's it. Uh, check it out, bspnmedia.com. All right, let's get to the meat of the show here. But before we actually even talk Giants, you wanted to do our uh, What Are We Drinking segment a little bit early. Why don't we kick off with that? And going back to that about page, my wife didn't approve the picture. I just threw it out. I, I gave it to you. She goes, we can't see your face. You got your hat on and you got your glasses on. I said, well, I mean, see me on here. Look, yeah. there I am. So, anyways. <laughs> Um, I'll have to run it by her next time. So, uh, what I, what I've been drinking, like, like kind of, I like to cut back on beer alcohol percentages, um, mm-hmm. from time to time, uh, cause I do enjoy beer, uh, but I don't enjoy, like you said too. I mean, you, you go through this as well. I don't, I, I don't always enjoy the 7% IPAs at eight o'clock at night while yeah. I'm watching a show and then I'm going to be going to bed. Right. And yeah, um, your, your sleep is disturbed. Oh, big time. So when you see this beer, do you think low calorie? Do you think? No, not at all. The Guinness draft stout. And everybody thinks that. But during the winter, this is my go-to uh-huh. Guinness draft stout. It's got the little nitrogen ball in it. It's 16 ounces. You're looking at probably about 130 calories in this can and only 4.2% alcohol. And that's it. Interesting. It's, it's actually a light drinker. Um, it's around the same amount of alcohol percentage that you get in a Corona light that you drink during the summer. That's like 99 calories. So it's really not that far off. And a lot of people think that they always see a dark beer and you automatically assume I'm going to get a lot of calories. I'm going to get high alcohol. It's going to yeah. be loaded, uh, but not this guy. And the reason I haven't opened it yet and haven't poured it and had a had a sip yet because it's got the nitrogen ball in it. So we got to do, it's probably, it's probably going to spray on my face. <laughs> going everywhere but oh wow nitrogen kicking in there and then always do the nice little pour get that on camera look at that all the nitrogen bubbles in there and then you get to watch them cascade on down which is always fun always a good like a waterfall it it is yeah i mean it's and then it gets this nice big fat creamy head on it and we're having a spaghetti tonight so that's going to go well with that so there you go you know when you when you uh when you opened it 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 reminded me 
of uh, Scott Farrell on KMBR 680. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he would always ask, his, yeah, <laughs> ask his producer <laughs> to give him a beer, and then you'd hear that noise, and then you'd yeah. hear the glug, 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 glug. That's what it reminded that me of. That was some I good was like, stuff, man. It man. took me back to the 90s. And, and That's what you know, radio. had. When we had Darren Chan, uh, he had done stuff for Pharrell. So that yeah. was a, yeah. he had a good, interesting segment when he talked about him running around and sweaty in the studio <laughs> and going all over the place. And go, That's got to be a crazy show to work on. I can't even Juggling. Remember. He would juggle. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, all right. So for me, uh, I don't know if the people on video can see my hat. The, the, yeah. Logo is of the new XFL team, the Vegas Vipers. Very nice. And me and a couple of friends uh, who are, you know, pretty, pretty big fans of the rock. We're just like, okay, we're just going to adopt an XFL team. So we adopted the (laughs) Vegas Vipers. And then I watched a little bit of game one, Uh a little rough for the Vipers there. They didn't come out of the gates. You know, looking like uh, possible champions of, of any sort. Yeah. And then the other thing about football, or not just football, but watching like this secondary, like sort of minor league football. Man, the court, the zip on the fastball from the quarterback was a little rough. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. one of those things where <laughs> now being a quarterback, even in this professional league, the secondary league. He'd be amazing in in just about any other place other than the tippy top of the NFL, which is what we watch. Yes. I just have a problem when I feel like I can throw the football just as far as the quarterback. <laughs> like that's kind of a problem for me when I watch. Yeah, I, I get you on that. And <laughs> I tried watching and, you know, I didn't even think about it. I forgot that the rock is xfl i mean yes like he's he's the face of it right i mean is he yeah him and him and his ex-wife are business partners and i think there's a third business partner and they each put in five million dollars to buy the xfl logo ip all of that out of bankruptcy court because vince mcmahon who (laughs) created the original xfl in a partnership with dick ebersol from NBC wow. Sports back in the day, the the uh, NBC had just lost the NFL, so he and Vince McMahon are friends, and they partnered up, and they went on to lose millions and millions of dollars in one season of football. So then Vince just tables this football league for uh, twenty years, and then during the right before the pandemic, brings it back. They play five games, and then the pandemic happens, and they have to stop playing. And then he's like, ah, just got to cancel it. What am I going to do? And then he files for bankruptcy. And so then Dwayne, the rock Johnson picks it up. And now it is his football league. So the reason why I did this long preamble about what I'm drinking, it's because in honor of Dwayne, the rock Johnson and the XFL have some Terramana, the gold, and uh, going to use, going to use that for the show today. And that's just straight up on ice, right? I mean, you, straight up on ice. Nice. I, I, nice. I, I watch too many videos of The Rock and how he drinks his tequila, man. I, can't, <laughs> I just have to, you know, he just grabbed, like, I don't even use the, the, the sphere in this one because 
because yeah. uh, whenever I drink Terramana, because Dwayne just goes into the thing and grabs the handful of ice cubes yeah. and you know, the, the crushed ice and just throws it in and pours it. And I'm like, all right, I have to do it the way that he does it. That's that's the way to do it. And speaking, speaking of the XFL, just one quick last note. If it weren't for the original XFL, we would not have Rod, he hate me smart. Right. Right. I mean, that's that's where he came from. Classic. Yeah. Classic. There's also um, a 30 for 30 about the original XFL that is out there. If anybody had any, any any questions, there's a second football league which started last year, the USFL. No affiliation with the USFL when you and I were growing up, but right. they're in their second season. So we're going to have like two spring leagues happening the, U- the XFL gets about a two-month head start on the USFL, though. So yeah. that's probably yeah. why they chose to go right after the NFL season is over. All right, enough about the XFL. Like, we may have to, if if uh, Bay Area gets an XFL team, we may have to create another podcast for this network. Oh, sweet. Um, all right, so let's talk about uh, some of the stuff that is happening in Giants land here. I think the first thing is uh, Joey Bart. Andrew Baggerly, this, this would have been... Uh, probably the day after we recorded, he wrote a piece on Joey Bart and how, you know, Joey Bart may not be all that comfortable in his position right now. Uh, I'm going to read from Baggerly's piece. He said, uh, Giants president Farhan Zaidi and manager Gabe Kapler called Bart into a player plan meeting. I don't want to play the player plan. That's an interesting meeting. Uh, Roger, Roger Craig didn't do those. No. (laughs) (laughs) Player plan. Uh, uh, Last Wednesday, as pitchers and catchers reported for their physical exams at Scottsdale, and they informed Bart that nothing this spring or this season would be guaranteed. Not the everyday catching job, not the start on opening day, not even an assured place on the roster. Wow. So I I went into this and I, and, and you and I have talked about it a little bit, but I kind of wondered how much BS this was. And the reason why I say that is because other than Bart on the Giants roster, they have Roberto Perez and Blake Sable, who's not even necessarily only a catcher. He's multiple no, positions. He, he's an outfielder. <laughs> and they signed Austin Wins to a minor league deal. So he's not even on the 40-man, from what I understand. That is not a murderer's row of competition for Joey Bart. No? So you're telling me... That Joey Bart is not good enough to beat out a couple of guys, uh, a, a veteran and, and a really good defensive player, but somebody who's over, you know, who, who's near the end of his, nearing the end of his career in Roberto Perez. Blake Sabal, who, like we said, we don't really know what his position is. He's maybe he's an outfielder. And Austin Wins, who's on the minor league roster. So they like, I'm just thinking like Joey Bart is a number two pick in the draft. He has, you know, he being the number two pick, he's got, you know, a good contract for, for his, his very short career so far. And it's just like in every scenario that Joey Bart has ever played in, in his career, he's always been like the best player on his team. 
So yeah. you're telling me that this is the way that you're going to scare this guy into playing better? I just I didn't get it <laughs> at all. I maybe it's not scare. Maybe they're trying to inspire him. Maybe they're trying to light a fire. But if I'm Joey Bart, I'm like, really, guys? Like, just be honest with me. Just tell, what do I what do I need to work on? How am I? I'm trying. You know, do I need to do you know more than what I'm doing? Like, what what is the thing? Like, how are we going to make this? a great partnership because otherwise I'm looking at that list of catchers. If I'm Joey Bart and going like, are you really going to cut me for Austin wins? Is like that the thing that you're going to hang this season on. Right. And, and, it, and I think, it, yeah, yeah, like you said too, the BS meter is like off the <laughs> charts on this one. It's not even, you can't even see it. It's so far off the charts. I mean, it, it's obviously basically it's a situation to say, Hey, look, Joey, we see you. And we're not giving it to you, but they're not going to say you're probably going to be on the 26 man roster come opening day because he still has options. So they can't just, you know, he's not guaranteed a spot or get traded. It's not, that's, that's not going to happen. He's, he's going to end up in triple a if for some reason, Roberto Perez breaks it, Blake Sable, Austin wins, Patrick Bailey. I mean, what one of those guys can beat him out? Yeah. Um, which is probably not going to happen. But yeah, it, it, they basically told him, put the ball in play more. Yeah. He, he struck out 38.5% of his ABs. That's second worst only to the great hacker home run Joey Gallo. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it, you know, they just want him to put the ball in play. So when he went down in June last year, that's what happened. Um, came back up. They told him the same thing, came back up. Kapler said he became a more productive hitter at the time, but then really dropped off in September again. Yeah. So I thought they, that what they saw was progress regression. And now they're saying progress or else. And, and that's the bottom line. It's not like you're going to end up on a different team. I mean, it's possible, but he's 24 years old, right? It's 26. 20 sorry my bad 26 years old how old is adley rushman going to be next year do you know i do uh, go for I it i want to see if you knew i didn't know he's gonna he's gonna be 25 mm, next wow. year and he is considered the top catcher made it to the majors this year put on a display of power uh put on a display of uh you know catcher skills uh defensively and uh, owning that pitching staff so i think the giants saw that and they said close to the same age bart's been up for you know a year and a half now total probably in all of his games we want to see that progression we want to see you know an adley rush rutchman type of progression type of ownage in the majors we don't need to see any more regression. We've seen enough. It is time. So that that's pretty much what that talk was. And Joey Bart, from all accounts and all the reporting, really took that to heart and said, yeah, I'm ready. Let's go. Let, let's do this. He didn't get down in the dumps. He didn't get upset. He took ownage of it. Um, and that's what you do at the catcher position. You're basically the, the the you know, you're the quarterback of the team at the catcher position. You have to take that ownage. You have to show guts. You have to show um, uh, leadership skills like Buster Posey did for so many years. And and I'm sorry, Joey Bart, you are going to get compared to Buster yeah, Posey for a really long time. It's just going to happen. Um, 
so yeah, BS meter off the charts, but uh clear and cut message. You know, it would have been, I think, more impactful had they actually signed a catcher who could compete, give him, you know, some competition for that spot. Like that's what for you sure. can, you, you know, maybe you kick him in the butt a little bit by bringing in an actual guy who might, might be able to, uh, to win the job out of spring. But man, there's so many question marks uh, on the three guys that I mentioned. The one that you said though, that makes some interesting sense is Patrick Bailey. Now he's had his own issues offensively and yeah. also staying healthy. But I do wonder if in the back of their minds, they're like, okay, we actually think Bailey has a better chance to be a player. And thus it's kind of put up or shut up time for Bart. Cause I'm assuming Bailey starts in double a this, this, uh, that that's going to be ri- yeah, Richmond. Richmond. Yeah. yeah. So that'll be really interesting. Uh, well, you, the you thing know, too, with, with that, as you look at and you say, Patrick Bailey is a good defensive catcher. He's had injuries. We haven't seen. So, so Patrick Bailey has a fantastic first half of the season. Now, Joey Bart might be looking over his shoulder saying, mm-hmm. I really have to keep it going. He's got to just, you know, look forward, progress, and he'll be fine. I think he's going to be a good catcher in the majors. Is he going to be a number two overall? Probably not at this point, but he's going to be a good catcher. He could even be a very good catcher, but the power needs to be there. The ball and play needs to be there, and the defense needs to grow a little bit. And with the bigger bases and everything else going on and the less pickoff moves, um, it really has to shine within the first couple of months. You know, on some of the other podcasts that we do, the death lineup, We Want Winners, I've used the correlation of um, these high draft picks who have not yet begun to produce the way that a high draft pick should. And the Warriors traded one of those guys, James yeah. Wiseman, number two pick in the, in the 20 uh, gosh, 2019 or 2020 draft. And he tw- 2019, I think. And, and he was going to be like the next wave of, of player for the Warriors, seven foot two athletic as all hell. And he just couldn't figure it out with the current team. And they traded him at the trade deadline for not a player who would have been his value uh, a year ago. Like they, they kind of were just like, Oh, we got to take 50 cents on the dollar for him because he has, he has uh, not progressed at all. He's actually gotten worse in some senses. So, and I was also talking about on, we want winners with uh, Roderick. We were talking about Trey Lance, like Trey Lance comes in, they draft him. They trade up to draft him. They give away so many picks in the next uh, few drafts. And he doesn't play all that much in his rookie year. And then last year he was kind of given the keys and I'm like, okay, you're going to be the guy. And then he gets hurt and he's out for the entire year after getting hurt in game two. And so he himself hasn't been able to showcase, you know, what he could or what they drafted him for. And all of a sudden, you know, little Brock Purdy just comes in and then starts winning games. And now that's the quarterback competition in you know for for next year but joey bart very much fits that joey bart is actually the first one out of those three and i didn't even put the the two and two together when we were talking about it on the other shows but joey bart he is like you said the guy to replace buster posey that's how highly they thought of him 
and his skill set and all of those things. And, you know, also his makeup because the catchers is the leader, right? The catcher's gotta be, mm-hmm. gotta be a leader. You're, you're calling pitches, you know, you gotta be the most, one of the more heady players on the field. So there's a lot of pressure there. And then, you know, he comes in and he's supposed to be a big power guy from the right side and it hasn't happened. So kind of weird how all three Bay area teams, you know, drafting guys very highly and in doing so, not usually having high draft picks like this, the kind of the, the time they do get a high draft pick and they all kind of miss. And we'll see if the, the Giants miss here with with Joey Bart. Actually, uh, also with Trey Lance. We, we don't know what Trey, uh, we got to see him healthy before we make any declarations about him. But James Wiseman, absolutely. They, they missed on him in what he was going to bring to that team. So Joey Bart, also the same sort of thing right there. Um, and, you know, gosh, what, I, can it just work? To where he just goes, oh, I, I can hit 25 bombs and, and hit 280 and be fine. Like, just like, yeah. how would you just do it? Like, yeah, it, just that instead of like us, like laboring over this thing, going like, <laughs> oh my God, when is it going to work? Like, usually yeah. it just doesn't work and you just deal with it. But I was like, just where's the unicorn effect here? Just, just all of a sudden just turn into like, you know, 25 jacks and two eight. Like, that'd be great if he did. Well, it would I mean, solve so many problems for the Giants. And with this coaching staff, I mean, that, that you know, they're, they're well regarded to get the most out of hitters. I mean, look at Yaz, look at Lamont Wade Jr. I mean, all these guys that they, they, they grabbed and just got the, you know, squeezed every last ounce of hitting out of them. Um, Joey Bart's got that absolute, just raw power. Uh, so, when it does finally click, if it does finally click with the Giants, you again, we say it every year, you could be looking at a 30 home run catcher. Uh, probably, you know, at that point, he'd be a 240 hitter, 250 hitter. I would take that. Absolutely. I would take a two, I would take a 230 hitter with 30 home runs a year as a catcher, calling good games, uh, which now, I mean, I don't know if you saw, but now the pitchers can actually call their games with Pitchcom this year. Yes. They yeah. actually, they have something on their belt and they can go ahead and click in and they can call their own pitches. So that's going to be interesting instead of, shaking off and dragging out in a bat uh, because you only have (laughs) and we're going to go over this later you only have 20 seconds to throw the ball uh when there's nobody on base and 15 when there is somebody on base so you need to like quickly this is the pitch i want to throw cool let's go um but yeah i mean you know we keep talking about did, did you know you 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 slided the A's when you said all three Bay Area teams. I know. Well, I, I meant the teams that we cover. And, and I'm glad you said that. You know why? Because one of my goals, and I don't know if we can do it before the season, I want an A's podcast on this network. Yeah. You know, the A's yeah, have leaned I... in to the digital stuff. Uh, Chris Townsend does A's cast or whatever, which is wholly a live stream show like they don't that's not on a radio station like that is his brand of what he's doing and, and it's all online it's all through live stream it's all on podcast and such so i would love to have an ace podcast sharks earthquakes like come on college sports that would be cool like I, I'm, I'm all ears if people have some some ideas we would love to grow this network and and like i don't need to be on all three shows as well like if <laughs> like if we get somebody else who who, who wants to do some uh, some other stuff I'm, I'm open to that well you're gonna be on the giants one as long as i am. yeah yeah no this is we, this we is the that. one we, we have I, this is the og show of the network yeah, here. yeah. uh I, I was when i was writing up 
then now we're, we're, we're kind of going off on a tangent. But when I was writing up the little uh, the little blurb on the about page of the new website, I was trying to figure out how long ago it was that we started the show. I was like, I knew it was during the pandemic and then it would have been right before the 2020 season. And then I was trying to figure out when the Warriors show and the 49ers show started. And it's like, we're on episode 140 of the show. Holy how crazy man. is that? Yeah. I could, you know what? I, I have a notebook. When we first started, I actually had a notebook that I would write in uh, notes before I got an iMac and then started doing everything in uh, the Apple world. So I can go back and easily find it. I can find our, our, our very first show, the date of our very first show. But yeah, it was during the pandemic season. It was before the season started uh, because that year the season didn't start until July. So it might have been around uh, April or May of that year. I when I finally talked you into it. Yes, exactly. Well, you sent me a microphone. At that point, <laughs> when you sent me a microphone, what am I going to do? I'm not going to say, no. I have a microphone. I have no excuses anymore. So After years and years <laughs> of trying to get Brad to do That's something. Right. Finally, it worked. Thank you, pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, so let's talk about... Uh, I wanted one... We, we've been trying to have like a WBC World Baseball Classic note uh, on all the shows. Yeah, I guess the one that matters to us just because of who he plays for is Clayton Kershaw not pitching for Team USA yeah. following in the footsteps of Logan Webb. What's up, Clayton? Come on, man. But it's a little bit different with Clayton Kershaw. It's, a, it's an insurance issue, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's that's the reason. Logan Webb was just like, I want to concentrate on being, you know. Yeah, I need to be the man this year. I need to. I need to really yeah. be a you know get to know my teammates kind of thing. So so, my question is, don't they have people to take care of this insurance stuff to really figure out like, can you pitch? Can you not pitch? Um, uh, you know, they have they have people. They have people, right? Because um, he said it's definitely surprising. Kershaw said. On Friday, I'm 100% healthy. Nothing is wrong with me. I didn't think there would be issues. They should make it easy for guys who want to play, play. So he said, obviously, if an MLB team that doesn't want you to play is one thing, but if you have the team's blessing like I did, they should probably look into it. So there you go. Like I said, look into it. You know, you commit to it. Everybody should be surrounding and saying, well, let's figure out legally if he can play or not, because he's out there telling the world he wants to play. So we should look into that, but just, just weird stuff. It, it kind of, when it comes to like the, when it comes to the world cup, um, sorry, I got a phone call. <laughs> I usually, I usually mute and I, or put on do not disturb. There we go. Now I'm on do not disturb. Um, usually it's those things where you, uh, 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 like the, like the, the FIFA world cup. Yeah. Right. That that's huge. So you, you know, who's going to play everything's figured out beforehand, right? Country and club for country and club. That's soccer. When it comes to baseball, it's like, I want to play in the world baseball classic. Well, this little note in your insurance, <laughs> it's like, come on, man, we got to figure this out. We got to make this better. <laughs> see I, I i just think he's anti-american he's just well that's probably it because he doesn't want to play for most, team usa yeah i think all 40 uh players on the 40-man roster of the dodgers are un-american <laughs> let's make sure we get that out there <laughs> no i would have i would have liked to see him because you know the the one time ever in my life that i actually root for him versus just hoping that he just disintegrates on the mound 
good. It would have been fun to root for him. So yeah, it would have been promising too. You know why? It's not October. Yeah, so he exactly. Probably, he, he would have pitched well. Yeah. So. Mr. March. <laughs> I bash the guy all the time, but if you listen to the Smartless podcast back where he was on it a couple of years Which ago, my wife listens to every single yeah, episode. He's an entertaining good guy. I hate oh, to say it, but he's man. an entertaining I'm good never guy. never listening to that episode, ever. I know. He was a lot of fun to listen to. So I was like, <laughs> this guy's, yeah, I know. It kind of changed my perspective <laughs> on him, but doesn't doesn't mean I don't want him to crash and burn in October. No, once he retires, after he gets in the Hall of Fame, then, yeah, I'll, yeah. then I'll enjoy him. But right now, anti, anti-Clayton no. Kershaw. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about the, uh, what we're going to, we're going to look at some of the rule changes that are coming. We're going to focus on one specifically today, and I'm, I'll let Brad lead this segment. But it is the one that we think is going to kind of throw a lot of stuff out of whack, at least in the beginning of the season, which is the pitch clock. Yeah. The pitch clock is... Okay, I kind of wanted the pitch clock, but when they wrote the rule and they started doing demos of it, I don't know if I want the pitch clock. <laughs> it's kind of too late now, isn't it? Yeah. The pitch clock is here. So the rules are with the pitch clock. From the time the pitcher receives the ball from the catcher, the clock will start. If nobody's on base, you've got 20 seconds to then start your delivery. Not deliver the ball, but start your delivery. Mm-hmm. So it's... It's loose. I mean, you've you've got quite a bit of time. You get the ball. You've got 20 seconds to even just take a step back in the windup or from the stretch. I think it's come set uh, and, and move your foot, you know, just get started. Um, the batter must be in. The, this is where it gets a little weird. This this part I can do completely without the matter. The batter must be in the box with both feet in the box and alert to the pitcher with eight seconds remaining and the catcher with nine seconds remaining. So a second before that has to have both of his feet set behind home plate. So now we're getting really intricate because they <laughs> who's in the charge umpires, of ruling all of this, <laughs> the umpires. So the umpires have been told you must enforce this strictly. That's where it's going to be weird because yeah. you're going to have the umpires really Staring at catcher's feet, looking at the batter's face to see if he's looking at the pitcher. The pitcher, did he start his windup yet? Uh, all of these things going on. So you're probably going to have like a base umpire in charge of looking at this. You're going to have a home plate umpire in charge of looking at the batter and looking at the catcher's feet. Um, so if the hitter isn't ready, it's an automatic strike. If the pitcher is not ready and hasn't thrown the ball with the time allotted, it's an automatic strike ball so now austin slater of the giants is on the 11 person committee there's four players on the 11 person committee all four players voted no on this because they wanted uh some looseness um something uh just kind of added to it to kind of open it up a little bit because uh, austin slater said what happens when you get 100 you know into a 100 degree day in st louis and you're in an, an 11 pitch at bat and you're forced to keep throwing the ball uh, within 15 seconds because you've got a runner on second base. So they wanted something worked in the rule where the umpire's discretion can, says, discretion can say, now we're past like 10 pitches. 
I'm not going to enforce this as hardcore, but that's, that's not the case. The, the major league baseball does not want that. Um, now of the giants pitchers, Camila Duvall, um, and Taylor Rogers, newcomer Taylor Rogers are going to have the hardest time because they both, their average last year was 22.3 seconds. So their average was two seconds over with nobody on base and seven seconds over with somebody on base. So they're going to have to speed it up. And, and Duvall pretty much said himself too, that look, if I throw back to back 103 mile an hour pitches, I'm fatigued. Yeah. I, I'm, totally. I'm gassed. I need that time. So he's not going to have that time. So I, we could probably expect to see Camila Duvall throw more 98, 99, 100 mile an hour pitches. That's a good and point. That's a really good point. Yeah. And he's going to need, he's going to need that movement. So that sinker, that, that dirty sinker splitter that he came up with last year, uh, we're probably going to see more of that. It could make him a, a more effective pitcher too. Um, Will he miss spots? I don't know, but he's going to have to hurry his pitches way more out of his comfort zone. So, so is Taylor Rogers, uh, Sam long, one of the fastest in the majors last year at 12.6 seconds. So probably don't have to worry about him. Uh, and then you get Brebby at 14.2, uh, Webb at 14.5, Junis at 14.6 and Webb, and, uh, Wood at 15.1. And then, uh, Gabe Kapler said in all of our fundamental practices, we're going to be very thorough and look at all these new rules through the, through the lens of fundamental practice. So, so that's probably what they're going to be doing in the bullpen as well. Like, Timer, timer, timer. Get used to this. Get the feel of it. Get the muscle memory going. You get that ball back. You get ready for the pitch. Punch it in your pitch com and get ready to go because, you know, you've got 15 seconds. You've got a runner at second base. Um, Conforto had said also, not too terribly excited about what's going to happen in the ninth inning of a one-run game. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to have to hurry. you got a runner at second. Well, what about extra inning games too? got a runner at second base all of a sudden you're 15 seconds you you lose five seconds per pitch right off the bat so um it's going to be interesting there's going to be a lot of early arm fatigue um and i think the giants thought about that and that's why they have like seven starters if you (laughs) harrison so you know they may need it you know when it come come june you may need a sixth and seventh starter because everybody's getting fatigued yeah absolutely uh, you know what's also interesting about that? As a hitter, like I, I'm thinking, you know, obviously our experience is not major league experience, but it's still no, baseball no. experience. And I remember when I would, when how I would like to play is I didn't like to step out for long periods of time. But in the right. big leagues, you got a lot of guys who they have this like thing where, you step out, you got to redo your batting gloves, you got to touch the bat, you got to tap it, and you got to get back in. And sometimes the hitter himself takes forever to get in. So that's also going to be adjustments. Not only are the pitchers, it's like this, you know, whatever these hitters do to feel comfortable to get in there because you're kind of like, I mean, if you think about it, you, you're like telling yourself, okay, Camilo Duvall throws 103 miles an hour. How am I going to get in there? What am I looking for? Like, that's a process, right? Now, you can do yeah. that. You know, they're, they're not doing it in, in how I explained it. They're doing it, like, really quickly in their mind. But that is a thing, right, where you're just like, okay, bottom of the ninth, <laughs> runner on third. What do I got to do here? And the umpire is like, 
All right, strike one. You're taking it <laughs> That's that's going to be the hardest part is the enforcement. Are we going to see? I mean, we're going to see spring training games here in a couple of days. Uh, you said Giants Saturday, play their first. Right? Well, the Giants play their first one Saturday. I think a couple of games are on Friday. Okay, so we're going to start seeing this enforced. So if you have MLB Network. Tune into those games because you're you're going to see the pitch clock from the first pitch of the game. Um, here's here's the thing: are, are catchers going to hold on to the baseball a little bit longer, hmm. especially with nobody on base, until the pitcher decides? I, I mean, Duvall throws back to back 102, 103. Is now Joey Bart just going to you know catch 102 and just kind of <laughs> look at the ball? Yeah, rub it Let up him a little walk- bit. Yeah, let let oh, the ball walk umpire, behind. We gotta, the, yeah, we got to replace this ball here. <laughs> yeah, this ball's no good. Yeah, that one's no good either. I don't like that one. I mean, it's, you know, Duvall's going to need a breather. So we're going to see a little bit more gamesmanship, I think, on the part yeah. of the catcher trying to delay things uh, a bit. Um, I mean, there's so many things that are going to be weird with this rule that we're going to see happen throughout the year. I, I just don't know if Major League Baseball has really thought this through. And yes, I, I know it worked in the minors. I know it lowered average game times from like three hours and three minutes down to like 238. Yeah. That's good. I, That's a good. fast baseball game is good. Um, You've talked about Jimmy, that because we're, we're, yeah. we need to get to bed. Yeah. And during the day, I'm working. <laughs> yeah. I, I like the 1235 and the 1245 games. But I got to get back to work. You yeah. know what I mean? I hope yeah. my boss didn't hear that. But I, <laughs> I'm, I'm watching the game while I'm working, boss, just, just so he knows. Um, but yeah, it's I, I know they thought it through. I know, but but there's little tweaks that I thought in my head of like every single new rule. I was like, well, what if you do this? And and what if you do that? So there's gonna be little things that are gonna they're they're gonna have to tweak the rule as they go along because major leaguers don't like to change. The way things are, yeah. If they're if they're creatures of taking, habit, creatures of habit. If they're if they're used to taking twenty two seconds in between pitches, and all of a sudden you got a runner on base, and you go, no, fifteen, that's seven seconds shorter. Uh, major league pitchers are going to find a way to squeeze an extra three or four seconds out of it. So yep. that'll be interesting. Uh, the all eyeballs are going to be on this stuff, man. It's kind of funny that they decided to just do it all at once, right? That's that's the part that Austin Slater also said he had a problem with. He said, if we implement like one thing a year, maybe two years later, another year, we implement something else, that'd be great. But there's like four or five new rules this year uh, that are all taking place. That I mean, to the point where you had to have Joe Martinez, former Giants pitcher, who's now with the, you know, the uppers of major league baseball come to spring training and demo this stuff for people. That's crazy because I mean, if you're just doing one rule, you can send a video to all the teams and go, this is how it is. Oh, okay, cool. We got it. And everything else is the same. Yeah. Everything else is the same. Okay, great. Let's implement that. But no, you're talking shift. You're talking bigger bases. You're talking pickoff rule. You're talking pitch clock. Um, it, it's oh, and then also the well, I mean that's the the no position player with you know the the run differential and everything that doesn't that that changes more for the managers than anything. Yeah, else. I didn't but, even really realize that that was a rule until I read that. Yeah, it was know. a rule only last year. 
Yeah. It was just implemented last year. And, and that's why we saw so many. And again, major league baseball, have they thought all of these things through? Cause that was a rule. And of course, all the managers are like, I got to save arms if I circumvent yeah. it and do this. Exactly. Cool. So then major league baseball said, well, let's change it to 10 runs. Yeah. <laughs> and so, Luis yeah, Gonzalez it's... is like, I get to pitch. Yeah. Luis Gonzalez had what, like 130 innings last year. No. <laughs> but... <laughs> so you, you know, what's uh where, where the giants actually may be ahead of the game here. All of these rules, you're going to have to, Keep an eye on them, coach them, teach them. Giants have 37 coaches. Yeah. They, they should be like that. That should work in their favor. All these teams who have like a normal staff, like screw them, man. They're going to have a hard time. But the Giants yeah. should be, Giants should be good. That, that's that's no, you're a right. competitive it, advantage here. It could be like Little League Baseball, you know, where you had like five stations <laughs> and you only took three kids at each station <laughs> because if you had more than three kids, they'd be grabbing each other's hats, throwing mm-hmm. them on the ground playing doing other stuff that so the giants could do stations three players at each station here's the pitch <laughs> clock station now we're moving to the bigger base station so yeah exactly <laughs> all right we're, we'll talk more about some of the other rules uh as we get through spring training brad mentioned them all we'll, we'll go into a little bit more detail on them uh in future episodes uh but the last thing i want to talk to you about Actually, almost the last thing, because I have a fun one at the end that I didn't mention to you, which is out of all the now I'm stealing this from McCovey Chronicles because McCovey Chronicles wrote a post that said, who who's uh, who are you looking most forward to this season? And I wanted to change it to what newcomer who is not a free uh, who is not a young player who may or may not come up because we can't really predict that we'd all just say Kyle Harrison if that was the case. But which newcomer on the major league team are you most looking forward to watching play, watching fit in to this team and why? So I'll let you go first. All right. So the, the, I, I actually kind of have two, um, but my main one is actually, believe it or not, with all the hitters we got, Conforto, um, Hanniger, with, uh, you know, even having Stripling and Manea on the pitching staff, my, my number one is actually Taylor Rogers. The, the back end of the bullpen was such a problem last year, minus Doval to get a lefty fireballer in the bullpen to help relieve Doval when he needs a break. Or if you've get a really good, you know, three left-handed batters coming up in the ninth, uh, you can get Taylor Rogers in there to close out the ball game. That just stretching out the back end of the bullpen um, with Taylor Rogers. That that's kind of my number one. You and I both read that awesome article by Badley yeah. Yeah. in the it's Athletic awesome. about the Twins, uh, the Rogers Twins. That was really cool. If you if you have an Athletic subscription, uh, definitely check that out. Great article. Um, but but to have him, that that's my number one. And then I don't I don't I don't want to steal yours. I have a number two, kind of a, a 1A and 1B, but I'll, but I'll let you go. So I kind of thought you were going to go Rodgers because that was going to be my first one. But I was like, oh, but what if Brad takes him? I got to have a backup. <laughs> That's why I picked a second. Just <laughs> <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll lead with if it's just about fit and 
the personality that I'm actually looking forward to, it's going to be Luke Jackson. Because yeah. Luke Jackson seemed like if you just read his Twitter account, he seems like a fun dude. And he's not going to be here for half of the season. He, he's still recovering. But when he does come back, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing how the fit is with him because he just seems like a fun dude. You said Rodgers. I was going to say Rodgers. I think it's I think for me, it's Conforto only because well, not only, but one of the reasons is because the injury piece of it and he's got to be hungry right because yeah he looks at all the deals that these guys are signing and he's like okay if i didn't have the injury that i had would i be signing in a, a, a seven-year deal for 150 million and instead he had to take the giants you know two year with the opt-out uh for you know for whatever they they gave him so i i do wonder if there's a little bit of incentive for him to really come out and play really good baseball to get that contract next year, which it's going to be great for him. And then it's going to be bad for us when he leaves. Cause then we're going, Oh yeah, we had one year of Michael Conforto and now he's making 200 million with the Cincinnati reds or, or whatever it is. Uh, maybe not the reds. I think they're probably the, the cheap skates of the league at this point, but um, <laughs> they go but, back and forth. They're like yeah. every two years, they give out all kinds of big contracts. Then they dump him. Then they I just saw. I think it was like the team president, and he was just complaining about like how their their market size and all that stuff. Whatever. Yeah, come you on. own a major league baseball club. <laughs> yeah, come exactly. on. Um, but I, I do. I like he's he's got something to prove. Hanniger, a little bit less, but he's also coming off of an injured, you know, uh, a season where he was injured almost the whole season. Um. Manet and Stripling also have things to prove, but I think it's Conforto because if there is a player that the Giants signed to these wonky deals who can like who gives them something that they don't usually have, which is, you know, the ability to hit 300 and, and hit 25 jacks and drive in 100 runs, it's probably conforto and that's at the the you know our, our highest expectation so if he becomes that guy then you're like huh you know we may be talking you know wild card stuff so that yeah. uh, that's just, i think i think he's just got the most potential to make the biggest bang on the season if all things work out for him well that's the key word you said it potential i, I mean it, you know, the giants are a wild card team if everybody plays up to their potential and and plays up to even, you know, some of the better seasons these guys have had in the majors. If they all play to that potential, they don't even have to go above that. If they all play to that potential, I think the Giants have a really good shot at a wild card. Um, I just threw in a 1B because, again, same thing. If we both picked Rodgers, I had a feeling you might have also, so that's why I was like, mm, <laughs> I, I got to pick another one. But, but honestly, he's not going to start – uh, on the 26 man roster, but he's on the 40 man, Brett wisely. Yeah. I I'm super excited to see Brett wisely, uh, middle infielder. The giants have Tyro. They've got Brandon Crawford. They've got Wilmer Flores who can play second, but, but, but our savior, I think this year is actually going to be Brett wisely who can play shortstop and second base, um, uh, as well as ice and Diaz. But, I think wisely because he's a, a base dealer, 
and you got bigger bases and you got the new pickoff rule and he stole 30 bases in the minors last year. The year before that, he stole 30 bases in the minors. He had a, a over 800 OPS in both of his last two minor seasons as well. You know, 15 home runs one year. What did he have? Uh, 15 home runs last year. Um, and then 19 home runs the year before. And last year he played a double A and triple A, uh, triple A only five games, but you combine those in double A and triple A and he'll start in triple A this year, 15 home runs last year, uh, 820 OPS stole 32 bags, only got caught 11 times. Um, super excited to see him, a, a newcomer that I'm, you know, he was a rule five, um, well, kind of a rule five, the giants traded for him, um, he was going to be a rule five because the Tampa Bay Rays have such wealth at the yeah. prospect level that they just had to trade. I mean, it's like when you're playing out of the park baseball and you've got all these guys and you got to put them on the rule five that day of the rule five, what are you doing? You're trading all the guys you can't <laughs> put on the rule five. Cause you like, I don't want them to get snagged and I get nothing for them. Yeah. So you're trading those guys. And that's what the Rays did. And the giants grabbed Brett wisely. Um, threw them on their 40 man. They said, well, we got room for you. Uh, and they're going to need that depth because you've got, you know, Brandon Crawford at shortstop. Who's not going to play 162 games. And you've got Tyro who's going to need to play shortstop some games. So you're going to have somebody who's going to play second base. So yeah, uh, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be an interesting season for a lot of newcomers this year for the giants. And I think for me, I look at all the negativity on Twitter and people are angry that we don't have judge angry. We don't have Correa angry that we didn't do what they wanted to, you know, Farhan to do, but he, he collected again, uh, a potential winning team and you can't fault him for that. I'm all out of anger, by the way. I, I, would, yeah. I would be with them, but I feel like we had enough anger for uh, the, yeah. the podcast <laughs> during the judge and the Correa time frame. <laughs> well, we did, and it's time to move on because this yeah. is a good team. This is going to be a fun team to watch, and people are going to go, oh, this is a garbage team. What are you talking about? Watch. Watch. Give it two months. Give it 60 games, 50 games, and you're going to see this is an above 500 club that's going to fight. Uh, instead of playing the Dodgers and the Padres so many times with the balanced uh, schedule, they're going to get to go play the Kansas City Royals. They're going to get to go play some of the some of the bad teams in Major League Baseball and beat up on them instead, and show that they're worthy and and, and have a much better record this year. Um, yeah. A ninety win team, probably. Absolutely. So, yeah. uh, you mentioned out of the park baseball, mm -hmm. and as we're waiting for the show to come back out. I revved up. I think I know. Actually, I bought the last year's game for like ten bucks. They always, yeah. they, they, as they're getting ready for the new release, they put the old release out for ten bucks. And so I took the twenty twenty one Giants, and I was just like, oh, I'm gonna see, you know, all the things that Farhan had to do and Kapler had to do with <laughs> with the, all the injuries and everything. Immediately, Radon like tears a rotator out eight months. I'm like, uh what? <laughs> <laughs> That's when you just delete that save and start the season over again. But what he had to do, so Longoria, Listella, and Wade were all injured to start the season. So you have this 28-man roster, and then it goes to 26, and then all these guys come back, and I'm like, I don't have any space for them. So I was like, huh, I think I had to trade Darren Ruff, and I traded him for a prospect. And it was, uh, I forgot who, I've traded one other player 
just to fit these guys. Cause like you said, there, there were, maybe they weren't great players, but they were all good players and you have to make room for them. I, that's why I like trading with the Rays because you know that they've done their due diligence on these players. Yes. They don't just draft random guys. They draft guys that they believe in, but at the same time, they're also swindlers. <laughs> so that's the only thing you got to think about is these smart teams. They're also swindlers and, and you never know what, what, yes. what they're doing. So, uh, so, you, so that, that being said, when you see Farhan in real life, make a trade with the Rays, get excited. Yeah. Get excited. Because like you said, the, the Rays have done their work. They have amassed this fantastic minor league system. And now they're like, we have two too much goods. What yeah. do we do? We have all these really ripe mangoes. What do we do with all of these ripe mangoes? We got to get rid of them, but let other people enjoy them. Do let we know where Wisely is going to start? He's probably, yeah, he's going to be in AAA. Okay. Most likely, unless there's some sort of injury in, 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 um, in, uh, in spring, but, but they also said uh, Diaz and wisely, actually the first couple games of, of spring training are going to be in the lineup uh, to start um, in the middle infield because they, they want to get them a lot of reps, a lot of innings uh, in spring um, and kind of push these guys and see what they've got. So um, I think the giants do have some good, I know, I know Grant, I, one of his articles, he said, you know, the infield is weird. They don't have a lot of depth, but you know, wisely as a lefty, right. Yeah. And Diaz is a lefty. So with all the righties that the giants have on the infield, you, you do have this depth first base, a little bit of a different story. Cause you've got a lefty at first base, your left-handed backup to Lamont Wade jr. Is Jock Peterson right now. That's a little tough to swallow, <laughs> especially when, when Brandon Belt comes into Toronto and says, I'm the healthiest I've been in a few years. And you go, oh, man. Yeah. Brandon Bell. I, I saw him on uh, the Blue Jays Twitter account, and it well, really hurt my painful. heart. I showed my wife, and she even looked at it, and she goes, ooh. <laughs> and she doesn't watch much baseball, but she looked at it, and she goes, oh, that doesn't look right. And I said, no, nah, yeah. it doesn't. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, Wisely is going to be a guy, I think, that we are going to hear from maybe even first, like he may, like he may be one of those guys who just wills himself onto the major league roster and, and they got to make a hard decision. Like he's, he, he is that, he is that type. And I think last year he, he played a little bit in AAA, but he didn't play a lot in AAA. So maybe that's right. the reason they're like, ah, oh, we'll give him a hundred ABs in AAA and see what happens. But, yeah. needs so, the reps. He, yeah. he needs the reps is what yeah. it is. That'll be, that'll be good. Uh, all right. Uh, so next week when we have a conversation, uh, the Giants will already have played some baseball games. Yes. We'll have some numbers. We'll have some stats to go over. This is going to be fun. Yeah. All right. All right. Right on. All right. So check out the, uh, the, our Twitter page and you can join the discord for some discourse about the Giants <laughs> and other Bay Area teams and, and just sports yeah. in general. We have all kinds of different channels that people can can pop in. And then also check. remember to check out the website, bspnmedia.com. So for Brad, I am Double G. We will see you when we see you. Peace out. Peace.